Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive, the second of our Super Bowl podcasts. We have reached out to one of our all-time favorites, none other than the Parlay Queen herself, uh, to help us handicap and talk through some of these props for Super Bowl Sunday. Monique, welcome back to the Deep Dive. How are you doing this evening? Doing all right. Hanging in there. Trying to, well, been snowed in for the past couple of days. So looking forward to the Super Bowl and possibly having an excuse to leave my house. So I've been doing well other than that. And yeah, pretty excited for the Super Bowl. I mean, kind of more excited for everything basketball season to to last part of it, (laughs) like we were saying earlier. But yeah, I've been doing well. Thank you guys for for having me. For sure, for sure, for sure. Andy, you ready to dive in some props tonight? Yes, I literally just got back. I'm in Minnesota again. We're ready to go back to – man, it sucks here so bad. It just sucks, but I'm indoors. I got my robe on, my slippers, and I'm ready to get ex- – we were we were saying we weren't excited about the Super Bowl, but honestly, once we dove in yesterday when we started talking or two days ago whenever we recorded, it was, it was pretty fun breaking it down. So, And I've got every book I have an account at opened up. I have tons of tabs here looking at more props because – that's where my money's going to be this weekend. I like it. I like it. Uh, how, just out of curiosity, Andy, what percentage of the out of the capital you're allocating into this game? What percentage is going to be sides and totals, and what percentage is prop market? Oh, like ninety percent prop money. Wow. Like, I, really? I honestly still might. I still might buy out. Of, yeah, I might buy out of my sides and totals. Yeah, just there's going to be a ton of prop bets. All right, well, I'm going to lean on you then pretty heavily because I'm like there's, – there's, there's edges to be had. I see. Okay, interesting. See, my philosophy really on Super Bowl props is that, like, you have to be about that life and you have to get after it early and, like, really kind of find your, you know, find your spots, move the market, you know, shape some numbers and be kind of the, you know, the market leader if you're really going to – um, you know, do well at this. And I just don't have my shit together. When we finally started seeing props pop, I'm like, oh, interesting. That game's in two weeks. I don't really care what's on the NBA tonight, you know? Um, so, you know, for just to, kind of because of the Australian Open, because of the NBA, I just kind of am, you know, a little too distracted to get super into it when we see numbers pop. And, you know, I think kind of as a result, it's just harder for me to convince myself that, yeah, there's real edges to be had still in this marketplace. But um, let's talk to Monique a little bit and get a sense of kind of how you go about a, a prop uh, you know, process. Um, would you, you say that uh, as far as your sports betting go goes and the way that you bet in general, are you more interested in props than you are sides and totals or are you pretty balanced? depends mostly on the sport but yeah I really I love my props I just always have I feel like for me in particular because I do look at all the numbers and I've been I've been pretty good at figuring out the way a game's going to play out but I think that just how competitive the spreads and totals have gotten and just how the lines are just set so accurately I feel like I still have a little bit of an edge in the prop market and it's it's just always something that I love and honestly I find a lot more enjoyment betting a prop than I do betting a spread oh that's interesting okay okay I respect that 
Um, do you think that does the Super Bowl live up to the hype of, of all of the props, or do you think it's gotten kind of out of control at this point? I do. I love it. I think there. Yes, there are so many gimmicky ones, but I mean, for one day of the year to have some stupid props along with just having so many available, and also when you have a smaller card with NFL games that, I mean, honestly, my biggest issue with the NFL this year was, I guess, scheduling. I thought a lot of the games, you just couldn't really bet, whether it's because the spread was just too high or they just weren't competitive. I feel like a lot of the games, which were good, the lines that were pretty accurate, the spreads were pretty accurate, and the player props were heavily juiced. I feel like because there are so many for the Super Bowl available that you're not getting as heavily juiced props. And you can also combine your knowledge with a couple of the sports with those cross-sport props, which I'm a big fan of. And at the end of the day, you're only competing against the other outcome. So you're only competing against the other prop. You're not really relying so much on getting over or under the total set. So I think you have a huge edge in that sense. And yeah, my favorite part would probably be just that they're not juiced as heavily. I like that. Um, do do you think the, um, uh, I guess, do you think the, it, I guess, do you, do you see uh, the bookmakers move lines on your action on props and do you have to um, you know kind of be prepared for that as far as you know that because I feel like the lines move so fast um, do you you know do you sense that uh, you know you know you have um, you know you can get your your action in you can get your information out there and in a way that like is useful to to people who are checking out your content I think it really depends on the book and I think it depends on how many are available. For me, for the player props weekly in the NFL, I found, yeah, I was betting them pretty early. Like For me, they were coming out on a couple of the books I use at 12, around 12 on the Saturday. And if I didn't bet around then and I bet maybe in the morning, they would be really heavily juiced. They wouldn't move. It would just be that they were juiced to the point where you couldn't bet them. So I think if you like a number... It's really not going to change. If you're getting minus 120, you like the number. Unless you're waiting on an injury report or something that's so crucial that it's going to affect if you bet it or not. I feel like there's a huge advantage to betting early because, honestly, it's not going to go in your favor. Because whatever info you have, chances are someone else has that same bit of info, too. That's a good point. Yeah. Props are good to bet early if you can. But I feel like it's not too late. It depends on the book and, obviously, what it is you're looking to bet. Yeah, Andy, you've been going through this a little bit with uh, with some of the smaller market college basketball stuff, right? Like getting your action in before lines are moving and kind of dealing God, with some of the blowback honestly, that's of people. A really good comparison. Yeah, we didn't even think of that. That's a super good comparison. Betting like MEAC or SWAC college basketball, those markets aren't that much different than a prop market too where – Boy, if two or three people come in and max bet a side, which in most cases is going to be like $250, there's going to be some big moves just because there can't be that. And I don't know, I can't say that with certainty, but I I feel like that's what's happening because there can't be just hundreds of, of bets coming in on the openers on some of these games between really small schools. So, yeah, it's similar to that. You'll see prop markets, I mean – they get beat up pretty quick and they move, they move on air or they don't move on air, but they'll move on just a few bets on one side. Do you think it, it is do you tough? Think this- it, it's, like, it's like anything too, you know, like the, like Monique said with the injury stuff, 
it's a trade-off whether you're doing props or whether you're doing sides and totals. If, if you want to get the best of the number and you think you're right, your numbers line up and you say, you know, this, let's say it's a hockey game, you say plus 120 on the Capitals is wrong. It, sh- it should be way off. You know, it's just way off. It's 30, 40 cents off. You bet it early. You're right. You get all that closing line value, and then there's a late injury. Like, that's just a trade-off. It's not going to happen every game. It's not going to happen with every bet. But it's just that's just part of the part of the delicate dance. Yeah. Do you think that uh, there's more noise for Super Bowl props and moves and stuff like that than actual information? Like, I'm looking at some of the like the first song sung by Maroon oh, yeah. Five. Like the Maroon like, Five what, shit. Like, what like the all hell? week like, with that. Like, do you, like this is the total bullshit noise, right? Like, or do you think there is actual sharp money that's influencing some of these kind of exotic props? Maybe not sharp. Well, that's money. the thing. Like, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, but just like my my question was like, what do you think the the limits are on something like that, though? Yeah, I don't know, two hundred, two fifty, probably. I don't know, not not high, but enough that like you know, if so, if a couple people, if somebody's like, you know, I want to get a thousand dollars down on it, maybe they hit the same side like five times, and that move, you know, the number moves every time, and then all of a sudden it appears like, oh man, there was insider knowledge. Somebody knows what this is. Look how much it's moved. Because you, you go, go to a couple books, Bavada and Five Dimes, for instance, and like literally different songs have been steamed like freaking crazy on this halftime show. Like, I, I gotta assume it's all BS, but who the hell knows? I don't know. What do you think, Bonique? I don't think it can be BS. I feel like the closer you get towards, like, I mean, we can't be oblivious here. Obviously, someone knows what the first song is going to be. Someone not even that close to the band would have to know. I, that's what we saw last year was we were talking earlier. By Monday, we knew what the first song was going to be. I mean, we didn't technically know because it was still up in the air. We saw such huge line movement towards it. And there are so many people that are all they're doing are researching this. They're looking up every YouTube video, uh, history of what the Super Bowl performance has started off with. We know it's going to be something up-tempo, upbeat, because that's just what the Super Bowl is about. you got to start it off on the right page. Anyone with any type of musical knowledge will know that. You want to start a concert off with something energetic. So there are certain angles to take. And I feel like, yes, there are they are super gimmicky props, but I feel like you could definitely exploit the market and through research, whatever it is, Obviously, I think that you can find some pretty good leans towards what the first song is going to be or the way the set list is going to play out or how much time is allocated towards it. There's certain props on how many songs are going to be played. So I think there are definitely ways to attack this, which are more in an analytical sense where you could actually, I mean, I always say money is money. And as long as you're not getting juiced, (laughs) as long as you're not getting juiced that hard, I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's not the best thing in the world to say yeah i bet on the maroon five halftime show and cashed but i mean hey if you can find an angle let's go for it yeah so let me ask you then about your you kind of opened the door for me for the last question i had for you about process um do you think i mean you know when you approach a prop market and let's say now we're talking about player props for the super bowl for instance um you know how do you how do you incorporate analytics do you do projections for players do you how much relies on um, you know, how you expect the game script to play out, path to victory, stuff like that, styles make fight, you know, like how, like how much, um, you know, is kind of qualitative, artistic versus quantitative when it comes to handicapping props like this? Well, I love to look at if there's any type of 
important, meaningful game for a particular team in the season or for the Pats last year, just looking at who was relied on heavily in the Super Bowl in the past. Like, who is Brady's go-to receiver, go-to playmaker? Like, with the game on the line, who is going to be getting these targets and projections? And obviously, I like to play out how how I think the game's going to play out and bet accordingly. Um, if you have a strong feel on that, obviously you have a pretty big edge if you're right and a lot of your props will cash in that sense. But I think a lot of it boils down to just the numbers being available. If the numbers are super elevated in the Super Bowl, which I mean, a lot of the players are going to be, especially with the total so high. Whenever the total is so high, you're getting just super inflated odds on all player over total. So oh, sure, 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 really sure. High completions, passing yards, just because there's going to be a lot of points scored. So you have to factor that in. But I feel like, yeah, just my biggest edge, or I feel like the most important thing I would look for was just who's been an impact player all season long, who can be relied on, who's going to for sure be getting the ball thrown their way. And I feel Got like it. that's really important. Okay, so rather than kind of being like, oh, I'm going to plant a flag and this super unexpected event is going to happen and I'm going to capitalize on it because I have like this gut feeling like you, you're much more in the other direction in terms of like, okay, tendencies, tar- you know, target share. These are the things that are much more important in terms of, you know, kind of, uh, uh, of nailing this market. Absolutely, because I feel like, yes, of course, things can happen where it just you can't expect a huge blowout for the Rams it would be a surprise to everybody if that were to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's a great. The point. likelihood of that. So you can't really, unless that's your feel on the game, you can't really find plays that much that really maximize that. I feel like if that's how you feel the game's going to play out, you're just better off betting a money line or an alternate spread in that sense to get better odds. I great feel like point. if you have a super strong outcome or a super strong opinion on something that's going to be a really strange outcome don't bother getting minus 120 on it. If you feel that that strongly about something strange happening, you can get plus 500, plus 1,000, and you might as well take a shot on that because, honestly, if that's what you think is going to happen, you're really sacrificing your odds. Mm. So how's, it, how's the game going to go, Monique? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I... Well, that's a tough question. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the whole year, I've I've honestly felt I've been pretty spot yeah, on. He did this to me too. Hey, I don't mind being put on the spot. I feel <laughs> I feel like I've really bought into the narrative of Brady looking at this game, like counting counting the Patriots out, and I've really bought into that. And I, I know a lot of that's due to the media, but I mean, sure. I just. I feel like the spread is it's pretty accurate. It's what I would set it at, but I just don't see the Pats losing. But with that being said, I feel like I have a better grasp on a lot of the players and the game total rather than limiting myself to a side. Ooh, but okay, I mean, honestly, okay. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if the Pats lost. So is this an over and under? I'm really liking the second half as the highest scoring half. Oh, I think now we're talking. Yeah, that's I just love that play. And then I feel like I'm lucky I got it early because there's been a lot of tweets about how the Pats in the first quarter have done nothing. Um, I first noticed it when I saw, I looked right away, like right when the lines came out, and the first quarter total was 10.5. And and it was huge chalk on the under. And I thought I got it so early. And right then and there, I realized there's something that we really don't know. And then I looked into the past history of the Super Bowl. And, I mean, I just with how the Rams have played in the second half of games and how slow the Pats have been to start Super Bowls, I'd be surprised 
if the second half wasn't the highest scoring. And getting that at minus 120 early, I feel like it's still minus 120 as of yesterday. I feel like you can't go wrong with that play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, and that's one I've already bet to the the second half, and it's oh similar to like a soccer. It's a I, I bet it into a three way market at Bavada or Bodog up there for you guys. And shout out to the mill because he's the one who mentioned this like a week ago. And as soon as he brought that up, I'm like, oh yeah, that's I'm going to be betting that. But it's uh, the three way market of which half is the highest scoring half. And I took uh, second half there. So that's one I've already placed. I haven't even looked through if that's moved at all. I I like that. So, um, yeah. So it's, it'll, it'll suck when it ties, but uh, it's like we said in the, we said this in the pod yesterday. You just hope you're looking at like a, it's like a 13, you know, 13 nothing first half. And they open that second half total at like 26 and a half. And you're oh. sitting there with 14 instead. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty damn nice. That, um, okay. That's just lovely. Yeah. Plus, obviously, it opens good. yourself up for a nice. It opens. Huge, it's a nice middle if you want right, to go back right. against yourself. Right. Okay. So, um, I guess. Uh, so, Monique, is it fair to say then you think low likelihood that uh, Jared Goff comes out and is is lights the world on fire right out of the gate? You think he has a little bit of nerves early, early on? I, I do think so. But with that being said, I think he has success throwing the ball. I do like his completions over. I feel like that's much more just a volume play. I feel like I feel like they'll be behind. Yeah, if it's not early on, I feel at some point they'll be trailing. And I think the most likely success they'll have is through the passing game, just because the Pats defense, their secondary has been, I mean, questionable. And I just feel like completions, when I saw the total set at 24 and a half, I thought that was really low and he's completing well over 69% of his passes so I feel like that's a good play but yeah it's natural I feel like they'll have a very cautious approach early on like the pass are one team you don't want to get down 21 nothing against you're just it's just not gonna happen for you so I feel like coming out a little bit more cautious potentially establishing the run and that'll lead to a couple couple easy completions I think yeah, I think there'll be some jitters early on. I think that's only natural with two young head coach, a uh, young head coach, and a young quarterback. Yep, that Jeffs. Um, speaking of twenty-one nothing. Speaking of uh, unique prop market, uh, Andy, did you see what the odds were on team scores three straight? No team scores three straight. This kind of knocked me oh, out of my Well, chair. I try to stay away from – I don't uh, – I don't. those are so sketchy to me. They usually are sketchy, but this one is I tilted mean. so heavily in favor of, yes, a team will score three times in a row. I don't know that I've ever seen this as tilted in any it's game before. Always, it's always – how heavy is it? It's always that. It's always going to be minus 250. That it will happen? Yeah. I, that wow. was my yes. favorite bet. Well, it's super likely. in close games. It happens in, I remember looking it up last year and I was, because for me, I thought in any close game, I was like, how is this going to happen? And then, you know, when you get it the most is you get it when a team scores two quick ones before the half gets the ball to start the third quarter. That's when it happens 
almost primarily most of the time, at least like anecdotally okay. through my experience. But yeah, you I got- was shocked at that because I, I bet that so many times last year and I got plus 182, plus 150, plus 200. So yeah, yeah yes, surprisingly is always heavily, heavily juiced as yes. Interesting. Huh. Okay. That's, what, what, uh, what number are you getting? What number are you looking at, Will? For a I just circled no no team scores three three straight scores at plus one seventy five. I was like, that seems kind of ludicrous in a game that we're expecting to be back and forth, and particularly you know potentially uh, you know a one score game in general. So um, that's interesting. Um, okay. Well, let it's, me ask. It's a you game guys, of runs. It's a game of runs. I guess that's true. Um, let me ask you guys a little bit then what some of your favorite props are. I don't want to go super duper in detail here and kind of you know really just beat this to death i just kind of want a snapshot view uh andy how many uh how many props you already got in the queue i honestly i bet a few of the ones from i listened back to the podcast that we made and i bet a couple of those already too because and uh big man's his with will they show bon jovi like that's getting steam right now that was like (laughs) plus 160 when when I I bet that this morning so I'll have to let him know that I took his advice. It's down to like plus 130 because he'll 100% he'll be in Kraft's box and if they show Kraft and then Kraft's odds are like how how often will they show him and it's like over two and a half. So if they get a few shots, if they do one wide shot, you're gonna get Bon Jovi in the shot. Um, the Will CBS show Kent State versus Miami of Ohio highlights. Yes, minus 175. That should be like, that should be like minus a thousand. <laughs> like they're gonna what? show a student. This what? is this is this is oh, the super the Super Bowl is always like this. Like there's so much fluff. That's why the game takes five fucking hours because there's always so much fluff where they're gonna show, you know, here's Gronkowski when he was eight, and here's Tom Brady's draft picture where he was a chubby kid holding that sign. It's the it's the McVay game against Julian Edelman. That's what, that's what this is referencing. When okay. when Sean McVay was playing Julian Edelman back when they were both in the MAC, it's minus one seventy five for the S. I actually think that's probably value because they're going to show that. That's one of the stupid narratives that's been kind of churned through the media this week. Um, uh, okay. And then interesting. Going back to some of the stuff Monique said, and I, I I don't know if I was. I'm, I'm on the same page as what she said too, but some of those ones that you see a lot of people hitting, like I think my advice would be to not hit those those big numbers. I, I'm sure there's a it's one of the cognitive biases that I can't think of right now, but like the oh it's like twenty to one for a safety or you know stuff like that. Like those are I don't know those just seem like there's biases built into a lot of that where you think that sort of stuff's going to happen and. You're intrigued by the big number, unless you can actually prove out that that the the actual odds, you know, are are different than the implied odds you're getting for a price. I try to stay away from some of those big ones. They're fun when they hit, but like I, I'm going to be more. I'm most of my props are going to have a minus sign in front of them. Okay, what's I your, what's your favorite? What's your favorite player? Yet. What's your favorite player prop? Player prop right now is probably uh, Brady uh, completions over. Brady like that, that dink and dunk, over. that dink and dunk shit they've been doing. It, I feel like he's gonna get there. He's got sure-handed receivers, sure-handed backs. If they just kind of avoid avoid any any decent coverage like they have been, he gets he get especially if the game's close. I guess. 
the way that could get derailed is a blowout where sure, sure. they run the ball a lot in the fourth. But yeah, he should be, his completion should be in the high 20s. Okay. Uh, and Monique, as far as, I don't think I've played much for player props yet. Monique, is your favorite the golf completions or do you have another one that you like especially? Uh, for player props, yeah. Uh, Burkhead under 14 and a half receiving. But you, yeah, for specifically player props, yeah. I, my favorite would probably actually be some of those cross-sport props we were talking about earlier. Okay. Those I really like. Because you're, like I said, you're competing against another player. You're not competing against a total that was set, which is really competitive. So I feel like in a couple of those are really good. But yeah, for strictly player props, I golf I like, completions, and Burkhead. What's your favorite crossover prop? Oh, okay. Probably uh, Paul George three-point shots made versus Gronkowski receptions. I like Which Paul one? George. Paul George, uh, more three-point shots. Uh, they're playing, uh, it's Thunder Celtics. And just the way Paul George has been shooting the long <laughs> ball recently, uh, he's just attempted so many shots. He attempted uh, double-digit shots from beyond the arc and two straight uh, he's attempting 8.9 shots from the three-point line. And I just, I don't know how healthy Gronk is. I mean, his reception total is only set at, at three and a half. And I feel like there's just so many ways. The number, if you like that, maybe just bet that strictly. But I just feel like Paul George is just going to have a huge game. I like that. Um, Andy. Uh... <laughs> I'm seeing a ton of hockey ones all of a sudden. I'm going to have to talk to some hockey people. We got... Yeah, the cross sports are really starting to get This has gotten, oh, it's gotten huge. Total goals in the Calgary. So you got Calgary and I believe Calgary plays Carolina that day, which that should be a, I'm guessing that total be six, six and a half. But total goals for Calgary. Oh, this one's just Calgary goals that day versus Dante Hightower tackles and assists in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Even even bet there but even like that? Connor mcdavid shots on goal versus successful field goals how about, yeah, like how about I, I couldn't how tell about you off the top of my head what mcdavid does for shots on goals on average yeah i don't either how about canadians goals versus patriots punts how many punts do you think the patriots have in this game Ooh. i'm gonna go four okay so patriots punts gets there okay four is probably an average just scoring four uh canadians aren't scoring four goals uh okay cool cool let's uh okay my the only prop that i especially like player prop wise is higby receiving yards over 22 and a half i feel like that could get there in one catch um the way that they kind of you know clear out space for higby uh and the way he'll be a safety valve especially for golf early in this game i feel like that's like one that you have in your pocket by halftime over 22 and a half is minus 105 did i make a mistake there uh monique no, I think that's, I think you're right on. I like those really low numbers. If you feel like they're going to be getting at least one or two targets thrown their way early. I feel like, yeah, that's a really low number. Um, he's been reliable. He has good hands. Yeah, I agree. Okay, nice. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's look at some of the more fun ones. Uh, that was good, good kind of uh, setup and breakdown. I don't want to, you know, belabor this, but uh, there's a ton of fun ones out there. Let's start with the, uh, uh, let's start with the one that everybody tunes in for. Uh, Andy, uh, heads or tails? <sighs> tails never fails. <laughs> I think that's pretty. The only place, proven out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the only way you know, actually, I've ever bet I... this is the, the the NFL score. You know the 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 squares. I've I've bet into a squares board where two of the one hundred random squares will be will be randomly given heads or tails. 
and you can make your whole it was hundred dollars a square you can make your whole hundred dollars back on on the coin toss if you won it so i don't know what i was thinking not just taking free 50 bucks and betting against myself because of course i lost so <laughs> one time i've actually kind of I, I you know i kind of was had action on the coin toss i'm over one yeah so okay. I, uh, yeah, I don't have a hard uh, hard take on it i do have a funny coin toss uh thing i wanted to bring up that i keep forgetting about uh how funny is it that the chiefs had so much coin toss karma for the first like three quarters of the season they didn't lose a single coin toss and then their season came down to losing the coin toss against the patriots and you know and uh and not getting the ball in overtime uh that i we we forgot to factor that in and i feel pretty stupid uh not not uh not factoring in the, the coin toss karma for the chiefs in the afc championship game but uh, that's on me um the uh how about the uh, national anthem uh monique have you uh given this any thought over under uh, 100 110 seconds here I haven't personally, but everything I've seen is on the under, and just oh, everybody. Really? Like, I know, yeah, and I know. Covers put out an article too, and they were talking about how. So a girl, Maddie Palmer, who works for them, was a, a professional singer and recording artist, and she was talking about how uh, Gladys is older, isn't going to over embellish the song, and every rendition they found was already low as is. And as she gets older, they just say that she's going to just keep it short and sweet. And obviously she has the breath control and everything I've read about has said the under. I'm personally not betting it. I haven't watched any of her anthems, but she's obviously one of the best of all time. So, I mean, I'm just going to sit back, enjoy and keep track of how long the anthem goes for the sake of needling people that get it wrong. So, Of course, of course. <laughs> no bets personally. Yeah. Give me the over all day. She's lip syncing the hell out of this. There's no way Gosh. she's got it. There's no way that she's got it. She's got it to actually. If she, I if can't she believe does, you doubt Gladys. Oh come on! You got you got to be kidding me. She hasn't done this in years. There's no way she could get up there and sing this legit. Like she is absolutely gonna lip sync to a recorded track. And I, in in that vein, I think she's gonna freaking you know she's gonna vamp it up and it's gonna be uh on the long end um i mean i think the fact that they set the line where it is i think they're actually probably expecting you know some pre-recorded track here because uh, you know there's there's really no way to support something as high as what it is unless it's pre-recorded you know the, the 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 renditions that you can find of her doing this out there which by the way are mostly from the 90s because it's been that long since she's really been singing this are like in the 90 second range they're not in the, anywhere close to you know, uh, you know, the hundred and hundred and ten ish. So, um, I'm, I can sign me up. You know, I'm wearing my tinfoil hat. She's going to be, uh, she's going to be out there, uh, lip syncing and this is going to go long. Um, the, I know that's, that's probably blasphemous, but, uh, it is what it is. The, um, the, yeah, you tell that, look at the pips in the face and tell them that (laughs) Andy, what's your pick though for, uh, for, for halftime song? Oh, Jesus. I have every halftime market open right now, and I think I'm just going to not bet on that because I think there's too much. Uh, that's got convoluted as hell all of a sudden. Okay. So I will you- find, and, and, you know, as far as it's funny, you talk about the halftime thing, and Monique brought that up how, like, it was, you know, last year it was like, oh, here, it is what it is. I, we know what it is now. There was a certain point where it finally just broke out. It's like WWF, like, Here's the huge steam on Brock Lesnar. He's going to win the Intercontinental Belt, which was a okay. better made at one point too. <laughs> but uh, 
it's it's funny too like uh the other day it was uh puppy bull was a pick'em at uh, 110 a piece and all of a sudden today team rough is minus seven and a half with extra juice so i feel like <laughs> there might be some puppy bowl but I, and, uh, the, you can bet on the gender of the puppy bowl mvp and here's, yeah you here's can bet one on the i age. might what, what about the age i might have i i said i said not to bet on a long shot just for fun but you can bet on, on will a puppy attempt to mate at plus 600 <laughs> That's that a seems, real. It's a real thing. Yeah, that seems. Uh, that seems. That seems like uh, like like uh, um, like poorly spent money, in my opinion. I'm, I give give me under seventeen. And oh, that, yeah, that's dead money on the on yeah on the age of the MVP and puppy bowl. That's uh, that's that's where the smart money is. The the no, the, but the the halftime show. Uh, the halftime show market is wild. Like at one point yeah, five it makes me wonder had, is even now. Yeah. What. At Bovada, but if you look at five dimes, they only now have a two-way market on what lovers do. What lovers do, yes, is minus one thirty, and no is minus one ten. So you know clearly there's like arbitrage opportunity here. If there was a what lovers do at Bovada, which there's not, like what's up with that? Why is that not even in the freaking selections at Bovada? What is going on? Who is lining these? They they just have. It's this is like they just have too many hits. It's like Monique said when she was telling us how much she loved Maroon Five. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. Can't wait. No, Can't realistically. Seriously, do you have any angles on this, Monique, or do you want to talk about halftime show in another in another sense? I mean, not really. I just feel like what you're going to start with is a song that everybody knows. I feel like that's something, something that's been really popular on the radio as of late. And I feel like it has to be something somewhat high energy. Um, I know Katy Perry did with her halftime show. She started with Roar, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, I feel like it's got to be something to get the crowd going. Maroon 5, I feel like his last bit of relevancy was when he was on The Voice. Other than that, I mean, I still own The Voice, but I mean, I don't really know anyone that's going to his concerts, but I feel like... Yeah, I haven't really seen much line movement in this, but I mean, I feel like it's going to be something that's way more recent than like a move like Jagger. And I feel like it's going to be something high energy. If that's going mm-hmm. help to anyone. Yeah, I, can, I you, you nailed it, I believe, which is something popular or, or well-known. Are there any recent popular well-known Room 5 song? I, I certainly The one that's the know. favorite, One More Night. Is one More Night? You. Yeah, I feel like that one is the most likely. I, I mean, it's the favorite, and it has been for as long as I've seen this prop out. But yeah, not my bands. Okay. <laughs> They're not of okay. my hope. Any, okay, I guess, guess, guess give us a prediction, uh, Monique. Uh, the low expectations actually turn out that the, the halftime show is good, uh, or this is, ends up being a, a total disaster. I mean, he can sing. He has, a, he has a decent voice, a unique voice, not everyone's taste. I feel like in terms of energy, I, I don't think it's going to be that high energy. I just feel like they've just been such a disappointment for so many years in a row that it's at a certain point, unless it's your favorite band or one of those closet bands that you don't want people to know you actually like, what interest do you really have? I mean, that's what betting is for. <laughs> but yeah, other right. than that, yeah, no expectations whatsoever. I feel like... Yeah, you have someone that can actually sing. I feel like that could be way worse choices. But, I mean, no one wanted to do this halftime show. Let's just put it the way it is. 
lay it all if, out there. And I guess if uh, if if we uh, if we replaced uh, Goodell with uh, a more effective commissioner like like yourself, and and you were responsible for. Uh, you know, reaching out to people to be uh, participate in the halftime show. Uh, where, what, what, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Well, you know, what's the, what's the, um, what's the right play here? Oh, we I would mean, be going. Well, I mean, what if two, one of two approaches in this sense. For me, if it was personally up to my taste, we're going classic rock all the way. No matter what, even if it's not your genre, you know the lyrics to a lot of the most popular classic rock songs. So I feel like you can't really go wrong in that choice. I mean, even if it's just in something something with a good beat so maybe even in that sense i mean i would go classic rock i feel like there's that you can't go wrong with that andy who, who are you who are you calling up if you're the commissioner uh probably motley crew <laughs> okay they just haven't got their chance <laughs> no, i don't know that that's a tough call like, like i think monique hit that like probably like who wants to do it because I don't know, like, how much do they get paid for that? Is, is it good money? I don't, I don't even know. Like, I don't think it is good. It's money. not like I think, I think they. No, I, I think it's more it of the. Free, it's more of the. Exposure. You're, yeah. you're doing it for the exposure, and it, it kind of is starting to turn into the stuff like, oh, here's a here's a band or an individual who needs like a bump to their career because it's been a while <laughs> since moves like Jagger. Yeah. yeah, you've been doing. You've been touring for also, long I'm, enough. I will just over it. Yeah, I will say he is a good-looking dude. He's all right looking. Uh, anything else you can think of doing instead of watching the Super Bowl halftime show? You can yeah. check out like the the periscopes. Oh, the, I think there'll be some, some good. Par- you think there'll be some good entertainment to be had on the uh, on the old uh, periscope machine? I, it's worth checking out. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put your phone down. Mm. Do we know already know pretty much the angle we're going to go with for the second half here, or do you think that something oh, happens in game much. and we're like, oh shit, no, second half under is the nuts? Like, what, like, what do you like? Like, is there going to be any suspense for the Periscope viewers? You never. I mean, you never know. It's uh, you can play it out in your head a hundred times, like we have here, but you never know what's going to happen in the first half. There could be an absolute like a play on the side that we're going to have to see depending on the, the way the first half shakes out. I'm sure there's a bunch of scenarios where we'd be like, it's time to play the Patriots second half or, or even vice versa. If it's a big blowout, how about we think if we can get some value if they don't open up the Rams high enough? How about if it's like 21, 14, 35 points in the first half. And there's a big fat number in the second half. Is there anything that you would look for a second half no. under here? There's pretty much nothing, right? They can't make that number high enough. No, you can't. You, you you can't you can't talk me in, unless you said it like thirty five. I'm not gonna play his second half under. I'd be pissed <laughs> about my prop bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, um, let's do some rapid fire fun ones and see what you guys think. Um, Andy, you want to go first? I'll ask you first. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, what color Gatorade is thrown on the coach? I'm gonna go with blue because it's blue? a long shot. Blue. Nobody likes blue. I feel like the Patriots would like blue. I don't even see it as a long just... shot. I'm looking at uh, plus three eighty at bookmaker for blue. What is it somewhere else? Oh, this is a, good this is a point great to shop point. <laughs> great point. Please shop around, especially with Gatorade prices. Oh, <laughs> everything. It's all. It's all over the place. Like 
every, especially if you're betting the MVP odds, if you're betting first touchdown score, there are massive difference, dollars of difference. The Gronkowski to score first touchdown is like seven to one at one book and ten to one at another. If you don't like three extra dollars, don't shop around. But there, if you're making these bets, please just take a little time. The game doesn't start for days. Take some time, get the best price. Great call. But yeah, blue. It's a great call. But yeah, but yeah, blue. Um, okay. Uh, Monique, um, will a field goal or point after hit the uprights? Will there be a doink? Yes, plus 600. No. No, no doink? We missed our chance with that one. We missed oh, our chance with that one. A double no. doink was more than enough. I hope to never see that ever again. <laughs> oh, no oh. doink. Did you have the bears? I had the Bears. That was disappointing. <laughs> no, but it was just, I, my heart broke just for every Bears fan. I just, I couldn't. I, honestly, sports are just too emotional for me. I just get too into these stories and these narratives. And I just put myself as a Bears fan for that moment. And I just, I couldn't. Yeah, I dig that. Um, Andy, uh, I'm going to go cross sport and uh, try to try to throw you for a loop here. Arsenal, Man City, total goals versus Rob Gronkowski pass receptions. Even, even, even line. Evens, evens, even Stevens. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit of a Gronk game, and I think we're going to see about three. I think, it, I think honestly, it probably, it probably is just going to be three nothing City. What? Like, I guess uh, Arsenal, Arsenal just Arsenal. Like, what four on Chelsea? Was it? What was, Arsenal just they they they've been exploding offensively. I thought. No. That, It'll, it'll, it'll be fine. City, city needs this bounce back. It's, uh, it's gonna be like three nothing. City, and I think Rob gets three or four. So I, I'm gonna go Gronkowski if you give me even odds. Mm, okay, okay. Um, Monique, Jimmy Butler points versus Julian Edelman longest reception. Oh, injuries. Ooh, okay. Who are they playing? I should have known that Not before I asked the this question. <laughs> no, the, uh, I asked the, this question. They're they're playing the um they're playing the Golden State Warriors tonight. You got an angle on that game while I track that information down for you. I mean, oh, that, I'm like to play the Rams. The game's going to be high scoring. Obviously, we we can pretty much assume that. Um, let me see. I feel like I had a strong lean on that game actually. Uh, playing, yeah. The uh, Jimmy Butler's playing against the um uh, the Sacramento Kings on the road. The problem with that is you and you might get a blowout early on, um, and it was how many? Oh, that's that's tough. Um, I'll go Edelman. Edelman yeah, like longest three. reception is lo- so Edelman gets like a thirty yarder, and Jimmy Butler only lands in the twenties. Yeah, I feel Interesting. like that. And yeah, Curry tonight. I think Curry assists. Low total, four and a half, five and a half on some books for better odds. I feel like Curry assists tonight is a great play. Okay, I like that. Nice, good stuff. Um, okay, uh, Andy, riddle me um, John Rom fourth round score minus twenty and a half over longest touchdown. So you almost want him to do worse if you're betting that. Boy, that's a tricksy one. <laughs> a I haven't even looked line. at the course. It I know I haven't even line. looked at the course. You want so John let, Rom let's to just, just say he... chunk, just chunk an eighty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want. Yeah, so, yeah, you're looking maybe. at like well, it basically, yeah. Let's just call it parish. You're looking to see if is there going to be like a 50 yard touchdown or 50 not. 50 yard touchdown, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I might go with Ram on that one. I don't see a, I don't see a bomb. 
Okay. Just not unless it, it, because the Patriots. That's what the Patriots are going to want to take away from the Rams, and I don't see the Patriots wanting to go deep. That's just not been their offensive game plan. So yeah, give me Rom. Give me Rom in the strokes. Okay. And hopefully um, he plays like shit. Actually, hopefully he's cut, and then my bet just refunds because I don't have a strong edge. Ah, interesting. Okay. Uh, Monique has Zion Williamson points and rebounds versus first half total. Minus five and a half for Zion Williamson. Yeah. I, I mean, I like Williamson. I feel like I feel like the, the there's a bet, a cross-board bet with the trio, um, and I feel like they're going to put up at least – I feel like at least 50 for the combined, and I feel like Williamson's going to have a big game. I feel like they're playing St. John's, and I think they could put up some points, and as long as they do that, I mean, Duke, the sky's the limit with how many they can score, so I'll go Williamson on that one. And I think I think that's a Saturday game, too, so you get to sit there, you get to sit there <laughs> yeah, halfway right, knowing know. your fate for like a full day and a half. Yeah, you'll know. Um, is, are, my, uh, are my Blue Devils going to win this year, Monique? I haven't been following college basketball very closely. Do I have hope? I mean, yes, yes. You're obviously the favorite for good reason, but you can't bet them. It's been plus 300 for the most part of the for pretty much the whole year. Obviously, they're the team to beat. What we've seen, they, they play a lot of close games, which are at least close games early on, which is which is troublesome. You want to see teams, you want to see teams really blowing out other teams early on, especially. Are they going to win it? No, probably oh, not. And I don't think if you not really, them, who? Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know. I gotta go value. Gotta go value. With March Madness, okay. you never know. It's just, I never take short prices in March Madness. I feel like, you, you know, your third, fourth, fifth choices are usually pretty solid value. And I mean, I just can't take three to one. I can't get on board with that. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you're Patriots fan, Duke basketball fan, and yet somehow you're still likable. Like, that might be the biggest accomplishment <laughs> in sports today. <laughs> I used to be a hardcore Red Sox fan too. Um, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a fair oh point. Oh my god! Yeah, I know, right? It's a, it's that bad, um, dude. I used to be like the guy that was calling into the freaking radio during the summer uh, when I was, you know, but I, I used to be, I used to be a life, I used to be a, a lifeguard, and uh, we had like six lifeguards and one chair, and so five of us would just sit around and listen to sports talk radio all day and call to the radio and just bitch about the Red Sox back in the day. Yeah, those were good times. Um, the um, uh, Andy, uh, during the game, Tweety Dimes tweets a misspelling. Over under five and a half. Even juice. Even if he just does one tweet, I suppose that's an over. <laughs> like, that's, that's a... And now, now and we're going straight to the main of gambling Twitter. Five, five and a half. I, don't, a lot, I know, but he's gonna. That'll be a tweet storm because he'll have a he'll have a six pack of bets for the game. So yeah, easy. That's an easy over on misspellings. Shit, I can't even keep my t- tweets clean anymore. Trying mm, to type on okay. a phone. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, Monique Bill Cower picks the Rams to win plus one seventy five. Yes or no? <laughs> I mean, you never know with him. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of value in the yes in that sense. But I mean, logically, pro- probably not. Okay. All right. Interesting. You think he goes He goes, uh, goes with the Pats for like the first time in ever? Yeah, he hates the Patriots. I mean, with what he said, he, he was saying that, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's had quite a few interesting opinions as of late. 
Um, he's so, yeah. You know what, honestly, I don't know. I guess it's the odds that are really messing with my head here. Because immediately I was like, of course. And the odds are really messing with my head here. So that's a, that's a tough one. Do you have okay. some opinion on that one? I think he picks the Rams. I don't think he can get. I don't think he. I don't think in his heart. I don't think he can get it out. I, I just don't even think he can can stomach it. Like even saying it. So I think he'll he'll call the Rams. I mean, what does he care? It's not like anyone really remembers anyone's predictions in the Super Bowl. It's yeah. not like anyone really cares too. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Um, Andy. Um, over under four and a half. Tony Romo. Hello, Jim. Oh, give me, give me the over on that one. Those over Romo four and a half tricky. To, ah, is that what? Oh, I see. Oh, that's a little high. <laughs> Shit. Maybe maybe give me an under. I, you know what? I, okay. You know what I don't like, and I feel I feel like this is going to come into play on Sunday night, Monday morning. Is I, I'm give me give me the yes on will the books misgrade or. Potentially fuck people over on the how many plays will Tony Romo predict accurately? Like how ambiguous is that bet? Like don't put your money on that. That seems like the sketchiest way to just lose whatever you're gonna. They're gonna let you bet on that because yeah. that could be yeah. the, the way they could can, construe some of the things he said. You can say, well, he didn't exactly. God, he said this was gonna happen. Like that that's such a weird thing to put into play with the amount of judgment calls a bookmaker can make on that. Mm, okay. Um, okay. That's that sounds reasonable to me. Um, let's see. Uh, any more fun ones here? Anything else interesting that I want to bring up? Okay. Uh, Monique, any long shots for uh, Super Bowl MVP worth having in your queue? If you have to take one outside of the two quarterbacks, who do you take? Oh, uh, get back to me on that one. Free, okay. Andy, Andy, free, you, Andy, you got a free play. For uh, for free hundred dollar play on any non quarterback MVP of the Super Bowl, where's it going? I've seen some good good uh, arguments made for Aaron Donald if he has a big day and the Rams win. Let's say he forces a fumble, or God for sake, recovers the fumble or scores. Even like a three sack day with a win in a low scoring game, I think he could get it. He's just such a force and he's such a big name for for a defensive player. But maybe maybe look into some of the receivers. Do a little research on who you think uh, who you think could have a big day. If it's not going to be a quarterback, I feel like if a if a receiver gets lucky, you know, if Goff throws three touchdowns and wins, then they all go to one guy. You might want to give it to a guy like, hey, he had 170 yards and three touchdowns. It's a big damn day. I can yeah. see something like that. So maybe I just I don't see a running back. I don't see a really a running back or tight tight end. Obviously, that's tough unless it's a Gronk day. If Gronk has a monster day, but I there's it would be so hard to not give it to Brady at this point too. Yo, but what so, about yeah, the, what a, about a receiver who has a big day? You can take some long shots there. <laughs> Otherwise. Donald. Uh, what about that? Okay, so that. talk. T- t- tell me how. Tell me how stupid slash crazy I am. Uh, I took Sonny Michelle at twenty to one, uh, and I le- legitimately. Uh, this is a small bet, but legitimately, my narrative for this. <laughs> this was n- this was not a high thought. This was not a drunk thought. Like this was legitimately like I was sitting down. Like, oh, you know, what would be very Belichickian would be to draft a running back in the first round, and to make sure that he gets enough carries such that he is. 
<laughs> determined to be the MVP of the Super Bowl just to completely spite the league and convince everyone that they need to go out and get, you know, a first round running back if they expect to compete in the NFL. Is that your Belichick? Ludicrous? Yes, that's stupid. That's <laughs> one of the wildest things. You, your Belichick theories get dumber by the week. I honestly don't know where you come up with this stuff. Like you give the guy too much credit. Smart, smart guy, but. Yeah, some of the things you've said he's about Bill Belichick master, in the last man. couple of years. He's puppet master, I man. Guess. He's manipulating the whole league. He did, and you know, he did what was right for his team. And I, I've actually come around on him taking Sonny Michelle in the first round. Like, I think it was stupid to pick a, a high injury risk, you know, running back. And I think, you know, five years down the road, we're going to look back at the Belichick drafts of the late two twenty tens and be like, "Good fucking god! Like, what was he doing?" But like, short term, it held. It made a great, you know, it made a great imp- impact on on getting this team to the Super Bowl, having you know some young, fresh legs that they could lean on, and you know, kind of changing their identity on the fly this year. So I got to give him huge credit for that. And, you know, and realistically, like, you know, I could see him getting three touchdowns in this game. I could see them, you know, just completely leaning on him in the way they did in the first half against the Chiefs and, you know, him having 100 and 120 yards and three touchdowns or something like that, which might be enough to get it done if, if Brady has just kind of a ho-hum game. And, I mean, you know, we saw Brady throw, what, 500 yards last year? You know, I, I don't think that we're seeing that again. And you could have a little bit of, well, he did 500 last year. And, you know, this is kind of a not a not as great a stat line. So, you know, maybe we'll give it to the guy that scored three touchdowns. So I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm into Sonny Michelle, 20 to one. And uh, again, shop around, shop around, please, because these numbers are all over the place. If you're outside of the uh, Brady golf market, like they're every single book has. Uh, value if you have you know a specific player in mind, which gives leads us to Monique. Where's who's your free play going on if it's a non-quarterback? All right, I'm I'm going with Julian Edelman. I feel like Ooh. it's going to be. I feel like with the Pats winning, I feel like you can kind of narrow it down in that sense. I feel like if the Rams were to win and it's not golf, I feel Gurley is very likely. I feel like they're going to have to establish the run. But yeah, back to uh, Edelman. I feel. I mean. If he puts up, let's say, he would he would need a lot of yards. But the problem with that is it always reflects the quarterback as well. But since it's a free play and I'm seeing 20 to 1, let's take Edelman. Let's say he gets 180 yards, two touchdowns. We'll say Edelman. I feel like he'll get a lot of receptions too. Let's say 10 receptions. Actually, no. That's, 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 even if you have okay, 10 receptions. That's, that's not crazy. That's not crazy. Yeah, but the yard total would probably be higher if that was the case. Yeah, we'll just go Edelman. Why not? Okay. 20 to okay. 1 can't go wrong. I like it. 20 to 1 is where you want to be at anyway. Um, okay, last uh, kind of silly one. And this is actually more of a trivia question for you, Andy. Uh, over under years on this planet Earth, Tom Brady minus 8.5 over Sean McVay. Is, is that just a math problem? It's a math problem. Without looking it up, Tom Brady minus eight and a half years on this earth over Sean McVay. And Brady, I think McVay's like 33. <laughs> Did I just, how old's Brady? 41? Oh, it's close. That's right on the, that's a sharp line. It's a very sharp line. It's, the, the <laughs> it's actual... a sharp line because you know the answer. <laughs> I know the answer. I know the answer. The actual, yeah, it's, it's. 8.48, so it's under by a freaking, oh, you know, by a nose hair. How freaking, how nutty is it that the quarterback for the Patriots has been around for eight and a half years longer than the coach of the Rams? Unreal. 
Unbelievable. And that's stuff, that's stuff you can bet on too. It's like how many times will the the age difference between uh, McVay and Belichick be mentioned? And the other, uh, how many times Brady and McVay will be mentioned? Yeah. 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 Okay. All that Um, stuff's going to happen too. Yeah. Yep, yep, Although yep, I do okay. love the announcing crew. Uh, like, I'm not shitting on the announcing crew. I think they got a good crew. I like Robo Nance, even the sidelines. Feely on the sidelines, I suppose. But uh, they're still, they're going to have to go through all that shit. Yes. All the, all the fun narratives like that. Yes. All right. Uh, Monique, last fun one for you. Um, Pats fans at a Super Bowl parade, minus 33,000. Versus Rams fans at a Super Bowl parade. <laughs> Considering we're only having one Super Bowl parade, this is theoretical. This is theoretical, but but realistically, like I, I I almost want the Rams to win just so that we can see shots of downtown Los Angeles and like literally people like, what is going on? Why is there so much traffic today? Like, what is happening? Because I mean, seriously, like around here, around these parts, like. I can't not even tell you how cool the pulse is for this Super Bowl and the Rams. It is wild. Like, I, I, in the conversations I have around the office, people in Los Angeles, like, it's it's such an afterthought. And it's so funny. Like, you know, m- way more people are interested in talking about Anthony Davis and the Lakers uh, right this moment in Los Angeles, times like 10, uh, than are interested in this Rams uh um, you know, this Rams Super Bowl, which is, um, you know, which is kind of fun. I haven't seen this prop, but they are going to absolutely, um, you know, blow the hell up out of the new stadium in LA and look how beautiful it is and look at all these artistic rendering. That's going to get mentioned so many times during the broadcast because they are so desperate to sell tickets for that thing. Uh, and it's oh, getting pretty close. Cost? Oh my God. Oh, I know. They've spent so much money on it, and it's actually coming out of the ground, and it looks kind of cool now from the aerial shots. So I think you're going to see a ton of that during the broadcast. So if you see any you know, wild, weird props about how many times the new stadium in L.A. is mentioned, take the over. Um, all right, guys. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think we hit, we hit all the big hitters. Yeah, we definitely did. Um, the... Uh, I guess the you know we'll 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 continue this tradition in years to come. Monique, thank you so much for uh, being our guest for the Prop Podcast, and uh, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, look forward to talking to you again as March Madness gets closer, or you have other interesting stuff coming up down the stretch in the basketball space. That sound good? Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a blast as usual. Hopefully, we can cash all of our prop bets because with us combined, we're at a ninety-five percent prop bet. Well, Andy and I combined, we're at ninety-five percent. <laughs> Prop wager Super Bowl. <laughs> We're there. I love it. I love it. All right. Oh, well, take care. Have a, have yeah, don't forget. Well, uh, prop sheet. We're gonna do another prop sheet for the oh, great Super call. Bowl. Thank you. Yeah. For those people that aren't gonna be betting a shitload of money on props, yeah. if you still want, if you still want to have fun with it. We'll do a, we're going to have a printable prop sheet for uh, Super Bowl parties and whatnot. We'll throw some of these fun ones on there. Great call. Great call. Um, good stuff. Look out for that on the old twitter.com. And uh, if you aren't already, follow Parlay Queen. Uh, and uh, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday, guys. And we'll talk to you next time.